This week's episode is a sit-down conversation with Charlotte Adams of Rustic Charm in Woodbury. I had reached out to Charlotte to see if she had any interest in being on our podcast. Over the past five years, she has been able to turn her hobby and passion into a full-time career and thriving local business. What started off as sharing the custom farmhouse table her husband made for her as a birthday gift led her down the rabbit hole of DIY crafts and custom furniture refinishing. She is now in her second location and has an amazing team of friends and family that are involved in the business. She has a great story and I'm excited to see her continue to grow. She has also recently partnered up with Ashley of Sweet Nelson's Cottage Food Bakery to start a separate Instagram account called All Up In Your CT Business that highlights some of their favorite local businesses around the state, which is a great idea and something I hope to dive into on a future episode. There are links to Rustic Charm's website and Instagram pages in the show notes below, and I have to thank Charlotte again for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Strong Town Talks. I am your host, Dan Gallagher. This is a show where we talk with the people and friends of the Strong Town community. Okay, guys. Welcome back to another week, another episode of Strong Town Talks. I am here today with Charlotte Adams. Charlotte is, I feel like I should know you more than I do, Charlotte. And I think so too. We have, I know my wife is a big fan of yours. My sister is a big fan. A lot of people at the gym visit your store quite frequently. You are the owner of Rustic Charm in Woodbury. Yes. I love getting local businesses on here. This is something that's cool for me. You and I, I feel like this is one of the first times we've actually met and had a chance to sort of sit down and talk. So whenever I guess one of these podcasts or these episodes, I like to start off with a little bit of background and just have you introduce yourself, talk about who you are, where you're from, where you grew up. Sure. And I'd like to get into the story of sort of what brought Rustic Charm to where it is today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Charlotte Adams. My husband is Mark Adams. We live in Southbury with our two boys, but I grew up in Oxford, Connecticut, went to Seymour High School. So I kind of know a lot of people in the area. Going to Seymour High School, growing up in Oxford, I moved to Newtown for a while. Now my shop is in Woodbury. So all of these areas, you kind of call them the valley. Yeah. I'm from the valley. I'm a valley girl, and those are my friends, the, you know, the other valley girls and the guys. And I hang out with a lot of people that I went to high school with, and they help me out with things from the shop. So the whole idea from the shop, everything started because my husband is a carpenter. Okay. What year did you graduate high school? I graduated in 90, 1995. Okay. You're a few years before me. I didn't go to Seymour. I was 99. You're just telling me I'm old. I am not. Thanks a lot. I'm catching up. <laughs> No, I'm always curious where people grew up in that whole side of things. Yeah, so 1995, after I went to high school, I moved to Monroe, moved in with my father and went to Southern for a year and started kind of just working right away full time and never really knew what I wanted to do until I was 39 years old. <laughs> I'm starting to get there myself. Right? Yeah. So I had all of these feel like, oh, maybe I'll be a police officer. Maybe I'll do physical therapy, all of these things. I went to Southern for social work. Nothing ever like really grabbed me yeah. where I felt like I'm supposed to be doing this until now. So your husband's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. He's been a carpenter for well over 30 years. And how did you guys meet? 
softball. So, okay. we, when I moved to Monroe with my father, I didn't really know anyone. I had started working at Ashlar. I don't know if you've ever heard of that on Toddy Hill Road. I have not. So it's, I don't even I think Toddy it's Hill called. Road, yeah, I don't think it's called Ashlar anymore. It may be Masonicare. So I started yes, working okay. there in the kitchen. Right away, kind of became a cook instead of being like a prep person or doing dishes or that sort of thing. Because I always tend to take over, which <laughs> sometimes is not a good thing, but it's just who I am. So I uh, became a cook there. And then after work, everyone would just go to the park. So I started going to Treadwell Park, playing basketball. I was always athletic in high school. So it was things I'd like to be outside and be active. So started going there. And we there were certain nights of the week where they would have a men's softball league. So we would end up staying and watching softball. Okay. My husband was on one of the teams. So I knew of him, but didn't start dating until we started playing on a co-ed team together in Bethel. Okay. So knew him from there also. A lot of mutual friends would see him out. And it kind of just, it all happened within like a month that we met each other Instead of just being teammates, like I had gone to his home and we went to the movies and, you know, dating and the whole thing. And a month later, we moved in together. Oh, wow. And now it's been 20 years, like 20 years. For you guys. Yeah, 21 years. I think so. I think it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) And has he always been a carpenter? Always. He went to Central. Was it a family trade for him? His dad worked at Sikorsky, but after when he retired, he started building furniture. It was just for his family and for his home. And my husband never thought about building furniture. He went and he did fine trim work. He framed houses, all those sorts of things. But he didn't start building anything until I said, babe, I really want a farmhouse table. And that was the first thing, piece of furniture that he ever made. But his brother also, he lives in Ohio and he does woodworking. So I think it's just in their blood. They just just didn't know it right away. (laughs) They'll get there eventually. Right. <laughs> okay. Your husband's a carpenter. And one of the things that I absolutely love about what you guys do is I'm a project person myself. I like to have a project that has a start and end. Yeah. And then I get to kind of work it through the whole process. I feel like I'm often guilty of starting projects and then not finishing them. Not finishing them. That's what happens at my get, home. <laughs> or starting another project because I started a project type thing and yeah. they tend to build on each other. Well, that's why people have us. Rustic Charm. And you guys do a phenomenal job with it. Thank you. So how did Rustic Charm come to be? Because, I mean, it's always a leap of faith to kind of go from being like, hey, babe, can you build me this table here to, I mean, you guys are a brick-and-mortar facility, so you pay rent every month. You have a storefront. It's not just a hobby that you guys do. It's 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 serious stuff. Yes, (laughs) It is our livelihood. So what was that leap or that transition from... Hey, he's good at carpentry too. <laughs> Let me turn this into rustic charm. So I had been working at a dental office, uh, managing there for almost 11 years, was starting to not really be happy with where it was going. You, you know, there were false promises of things like, oh, you're so good at this and you're going to be this. Or we're going to send you here to do this. And I just felt like nothing ever was followed through with. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was like, this isn't what I want to be doing. I know I can be organized. I know I can run an office. But is that making me really happy? And I wanted to do a lot of things my way. And it wasn't 
jiving with their way. So I ended up leaving and I had, gosh, I gave myself six months to figure out what I wanted to do. So in that six months, we'd had a flood at our home. The whole bottom level of the house had to be ripped up. And I was like, you know what? Let me take the things that are upstairs and start working on them. I'm going to change the trim or I'm going to do this because I had a whole room that was huge. So I took all the doors down. I started sanding them. I was just asking my husband, what do I do? He's like, oh, you sand them and then you prime them and then you paint them. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that. I started watching videos on YouTube. And the more things that we did... That, and I was just posting on Facebook. So that's what really made this take off. The more people were saying, wow, you did that? Can you do that for me? So I'd said to my husband, this is where the farmhouse table comes in, my birthday present. He asked me what I wanted, and I said, I really want a farmhouse table. So he built it. I finished it in that basement area that is now supposed to be a gym, which is ironic. <laughs> but we have so many things down there that it's it's not a gym. Yeah, And finished it, posted a picture, people went crazy. And I said to him, now I need something to put in the middle of it, maybe a centerpiece box or something like that. So we just started building all of these other things. And all of our family and friends were seeing it and they all wanted them. So I think we were in the house, it was about a year. Now he was still going out and doing carpentry work. And this was kind of on the side for him, but I was home full time. I started refinishing pieces of furniture, just still watching lots of YouTube videos, deciding how I wanted, because there's so many videos on YouTube. Oh, there really are. I mean, right? it's, it's a phenomenal resource. Anytime I've, I, we're, we're doing a podcast right now, the reason I know how to edit these podcasts and do all this recording stuff is because I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of how do I do this? How do I do that? Yeah. And yeah. So I just started watching you. and figuring out the best way for me. So there may be somebody that takes a shortcut and does this and or you know, I can maybe I'll prime it and then I can do this or I can use chalk paint or and I just found what worked for me and the way that I wanted things to look. I kind of am like really picky. So well, I was, were you into art at all in high school or I took art classes okay. definitely and I've always been into there's definitely an eye for aesthetic. Yes. And that's what I've realized that I have that I didn't know that I had. We were always like at the dental office, me and my friend, we called ourselves the PPC, the party planning committee. Okay. <laughs> so if there was a party to be held, if somebody was retiring or something like that, we planned it, the colors, the, the florals, everything. Mm -hmm. So now I get to do the same thing, right? But in different areas. So if we have a event at the shop, not now, but I was able to make food, right? So I would take my cooking background, do that. I could take florals, which I always loved, picture taking. So I've worked all of these things that I've always loved to do, but never realized I could do them mm -hmm. full time and worked it all into the business. That's an amazing story. I just love it. it. There's nothing else that I would rather be doing. It makes my soul happy every day. Yeah. Did either you or your husband, were you from families where the family owned businesses or small businesses? No, not at all. We were just doing the furniture kind of pieces where he was making the boxes. I was refinishing the furniture, that sort of thing. And then a friend asked for a sign, a monogram sign, right, with their last name on it. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. Well, my sister-in-law was coming to the house and helping us with some things. My niece was coming to the house. My mother-in-law was coming to the house. We were all just hanging out and working on projects. So my sister-in-law was like, oh, I can make stencils 
I have this silhouette machine and then you can make signs. You can make whatever people want. So we started making those and more people wanted signs. Then people started asking to make them themselves. And I didn't have the space in my home. Like I had said, we had the flood. So it was all still, everything was ripped out. I was like, this isn't a good place. One of the customers that I had met and had done some things for had her own storefront down in Woodbury. And she said, oh, you can rent out the space from me. Like if you want to have parties there. This is her actual space. This was her space. She was a therapist. And she was like, you could put up a table and chairs and you can do this. Well, when I went to- Sort of a pop-up type thing. Absolutely. So we would figure out nights that would work. Well, I went down to look at the space and right next to it, I noticed that that space that was even larger was empty. So I kind of had this idea looking in the window. Oh, if we put up a wall here, we could do classes back there. I could sell my furniture. And I think it was within two weeks we were in the store. Wow. I went home to my husband and I said, I feel like we need to do this. And I had just lost three very significant people in my life. Mom, my brother passed, my cousin and my father-in-law passed. Wow. And I was like, I'm not wasting any more time. Like I've found this. I love it. I signed a six-month lease and they were generous enough to say, we'll let you do six months. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. If you don't make it, it was only six months. If you make it, this could be your life. And is there a workshop in the shop for you? Or is it just a storefront and an area for you to do classes? So it's both. We've actually moved out of that space. So two years we've been in a larger space. What year is this, just for reference? So, okay, we started that shop in 2016. And two years ago, so 2019, we moved down the road. So we're in front of New Morning Market. Do you know where that is in Woodbury? In that plaza? Yep. So 107 Main Street North. Okay. We have Sweet Nelson's uh, Cookie Studio in there. There's, I think, Ting Jang, Chinese food. There's a bakery. And then there's us. And we went from having like 1,100 square feet to 3,800. Wow. You know, half of it is storage, but I really needed that. I had no storage at the other shop. When our lease kind of came up and I started looking... And then this place we were in right away also. We took one day off. So we were going there nights, painting, getting everything ready how we wanted it, and moved in without skipping a beat. Moving is a ton of work. But it wasn't bad. It's only four minutes down the road from where we were. Okay. So I would be like, okay, we got this furniture finished. No one's seen it yet. Bring this over. I know exactly where to put it. It was a clean slate. So we started doing wedding rentals. We had a whole new section for weddings. So now the classroom that we have in this space, we work in during the day. So that's our shop. We're either outside sanding, painting, like out back. And a lot of people see us from new morning. They'll come over. What are you guys doing back here? (laughs) I'm like, oh, we refinish furniture. We make things. Uh, We have a storage pod back there because we just, the whole basement is filled with furniture that can be refinished. So we have all of these different options now on our social media or on the website where you can look at the Rustic Charm Garage mm-hmm. and it's all unfinished pieces of furniture. So you can say to us, I want this piece. This is what I've been looking for. These dimensions are what I need, but I want it to be white or I want it to be black and distressed. And we can do that for you. So we're able to do a lot more customization now because we have the space. First of all, I love your website. I was look- oh, looking yay. at things earlier. We do it. We do everything. <laughs> we make the website. I'm a bootstrap till I die type person. Yeah. 
So I love that you guys do it yourself. I thought it was a very cool concept where you have the garage that you offer, where there's this furniture that you have that someone can go in and sort of pick out. But you also do a lot, there's a lot of projects where someone will come to you with a table or something specific that they have, and you guys will work with them on that too. Yeah, absolutely. Was your business plan something that sort of developed over time? That you just it, it had kind to of develop over time because grew. yeah I didn't have time to have a business plan I never made anything up I just rolled with the punches so people would come into the first shop in 2016 and say I have this table can you refinish it mm-hmm. and I'd be like okay I'll give it a shot not being confident at all in what I could do but wanting to try it because I I will just really try anything yeah so started doing the refinishing. And that was just here and there. Now our refinishing is a major part of our business. We are booked until September right now for custom refinishing. I have a main person who does the refinishing. Then she has a second person that comes every day, pretty much besides Sundays and Mondays, and helps her. So they'll be, if it's a nice day like today, they'll be outside sanding. And then you sometimes there are five of us that are there. And we'll say, okay, this piece needs this. Who wants to take it over? So we'll get the sanding done, we bring it inside, we do the painting distressing, we seal it, and it's just, it's blown up. So the shop right now, it's yourself, obviously. I'm assuming your husband is there full-time as well? He's not. He still works out of our home in the driveway, <laughs> the poor guy. Does he really? Yeah, we're, our, it's, he always says that our driveway is on a hill, and we don't have a lot of space in the garage, but he <laughs> every day pulls all of his saws, all of his tools, his workbenches there, pulls everything out. If it's raining, he puts up a pop-up tent sort of yeah. thing, and he still works there. So ideally, it would be great if we ever decided to even go larger mm-hmm. to have some sort of space that had a barn or something that he could work in. Yeah. But yeah, he works right out of the driveway. <laughs> There's wood all over my lawn. <laughs> I'm sure there is, yeah. <laughs> We have to have the jump truck come like once a year and they take all the wood away. Okay. But he helps out a little bit with the shop? He helps full time. Okay. He went from, before we opened the shop, I had sat him down and kind of said, this is what I want to do, but if we're going to do it, I need you full time. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. And then we kind of decided, well, okay, in the summer, if it's a little slower, then you can go back and do some other carpentry work out of the house, that sort of thing. And from the moment we started and had the shop, he hasn't been able to go back. I keep him too busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So how You think it's good. He doesn't think it's good. (laughs) I'm a busybody myself. Like I'm always tinkering or doing something. Mm -hmm. It's probably to my own detriment. I should probably be a little more focused on one specific task than trying to do seven things at once. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'm always curious, how have you been able to balance... Obviously, once you have a project, it's very task-oriented, but you guys have been able to grow and develop your offering over the years. So how do you balance the day-to-day versus looking down the road in terms of where this is going? I'm constantly thinking of new things. Every day, we have a morning meeting. So me, my niece, my sister-in-law, and then the other two girls that come and help out. This morning, we were talking about what else can we make? We went downstairs. We were like, we have all of these chairs. Okay, we're going to cut the tops off of this. We're going to reupholster these. We're going to make this into a stool. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this into a chair that hangs on the wall that you can put towels on, that sort of thing. So it's nice to have creative people around me. My sister-in-law is an artist. 
She just started painting about two years ago, never went to art school or anything, and she's phenomenal. So that's a new thing that we've started over the past year where she does pet portraits. She just did her first like human portrait of children for someone. So that's taken off. She's three weeks out for orders for that. So that was a new thing that we introduced that we never knew we were going to be able to have. Yeah. And my niece and then one of the other girls, they went to art school. So everybody has these creative minds, right? And we get all together in the morning, start talking about one thing, and then it snowballs. And I have all these other people. So the shop is made up of my family and friends who make things, right? We don't do consignment. We don't just take anything. It's kind of what I like and say to them, oh, I would really love to do this. We have these little, we call it the Rustic Charm Ladies group chat. Okay. And I'll be like, listen, oh, I saw this. This is great. Does anybody have time? Is it, does anyone feel like they could make this? And that's how everything kind of comes up. Or someone will say, oh, I saw this, but we can do this with it. So yesterday, I just started taking old breadboards and putting mason jars on them, making mason jar sconces. I've never seen that before. They could have been made already somewhere mm -hmm. else, but it just kind of came to me. I was walking around. And that's the thing. We're inspired every day to do new things. And we were talking about this a little bit before, but it's that whole process of, you know, we learn by doing. Absolutely. And then I noticed this, even with just little things, starting something is a certain amount of work. But then as I'm working through the process, if I was struggling to find one idea, I'll come up with four or five ideas right. as I'm working through it. Inspiration generates inspiration. Yep, I agree. So there's five or six of you at the shop right now? There are five full-time. Are you all craftspeople or have you sort of assigned certain people to... We oh. all do everything. So we have our morning meeting and I'll say to Meg, all right, what's going on with furniture today? Where are you at? And we fill out slips for everyone, right? We have tons of clipboards, tons of binders, <laughs> tons of... Like people are like, I don't know how you do it. Okay, because I have one for weddings. I have one for furniture, one for somebody I gave a quote to. We keep organized in that way. You can just grab the book and say okay, here's the slip for the hutch that we're working on. Mm -hmm. And all the information you need is right there. So if you have any questions, you can call the person, you can text them, email them. Otherwise, all the information, the color they want, they're changing their knobs, we need to fill the holes in. Everything is right there. So Meg does that mainly. I wish I could. Like that's what I want to be doing. So when I have those days where it's a little bit slower for me and I can jump in on a piece of furniture, it's like you gave me candy. <laughs> you know, like I love it so much. Um, and then she has, like I had said, the helper that comes every day and helps her. Right. So she gets that one person. Then my niece Dana does all the signs. And then I jump in as needed. So it's kind of we talk about, okay, what's your load today? Okay, you have this stack. I just have to get this podcast done. And then when I get back, I'll jump on signs with you. We'll make stuff for the shop or these are our custom orders. All right, she's picking up on Saturday. We need to get this done. This is for a wedding. That's this weekend. We have to get that sort of thing done. Yeah, we have a friend who's getting married this summer, and I think she's doing a lot of her wedding stuff <gasps> through you guys. Oh, is that an oh, L? I can cut it out. Yeah. L? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm very excited to see how it comes out, actually. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I just sent her some pictures the other okay. day. <laughs> One of our coaches is Rachie Bronson. Yes. And oh, I didn't know that. Yes. She was just in the shop yesterday morning. Was she really? That's so funny. Yeah, she needed a new key fob. My friend Jean makes key fobs. Yeah, she key said fobs. she goes there for key stuff. 
She so, gets she did tons of stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, no, she's always getting something. I love seeing her. I always yeah. ask her where she's gone on her vacation. Yeah, I vicariously lived through her travel expeditions yeah. and excursions. And I always just call her Rachie Baby because that's of well, her yes, Rachie Baby Nine. <laughs> love it. It was fun. I asked her. I'm like, do you have any questions for Charlotte before uh, I get her on the podcast? And she's like, no, I know her. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just, she knows you, but yeah. I'm pretty like upfront. Yeah. People know what I'm about. I'm always curious about, you mentioned you have this team that sort of helps you out right now. How long did it take you to get there? I'm sure when you first opened up, you were basically- It was just me. It was just you. Yeah. I was at the shop every day by myself. When we started doing classes, they were very popular. So it was Mm. about five nights a week where I was having classes. So I was staying from eight, nine in the morning until eight o'clock at night every day. So my sister-in-law at the time would come and she would print out all the stencils for the classes. So that was like the most nerve wracking thing at that time. That was the most time consuming. And she would help do that. Otherwise, I was by myself. I didn't need to have anyone besides Christmas time, which Mm -hmm. would get crazy. But I have pictures of me at Christmas just lining up boards, 30 boards all over the ground and just being like, okay, white, 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 black, black, you know, green, whatever, and doing it all by myself. Then it wasn't really, gosh, I would say two years in where it got crazy with the furniture, where we needed to do refinishing for people and I needed to have somebody there helping. So it's my niece, friends, anybody who would come that would listen and take in how I wanted things to look. Mm -hmm. So it's funny, we were talking about the other day, with Meg, who does the furniture now, I wouldn't let any of them poly the furniture. Like, it had to be me because it had to be perfect. Well, now it's like they poly it. You can't tell the difference. They were like, oh, I wish you would have let me then. And I'm like, I didn't. I needed it to be how I wanted it. Now I trust them. There are times we get pieces. And they're like, what do you want us to do with this? I said, I trust you. Just do it. Let the furniture talk to you. <laughs> uh, not for custom pieces, right. but for stuff for the shop, we do that. When we entered the new shop, At 107 Main Street, that's when it kind of hit the fan where I knew I needed full-time people. Yeah. The shop is larger. You know, we have a space where you kind of can't see. So if you're in the classroom working, you can't see the register if somebody's there. So we have this bell that people could ring. And we said, oh, please ring the bell. Like, it really helps us. They ring it. We run to them. It's like we're joking. But we're like, no, I'm going to get her. I'm going (laughs) to. So it's like this whole, like, we try to make it a fun thing. But people feel bad for ringing the bell. And I'm like, you're helping me. I can't see you because you're behind the wall. It's a balancing act. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in theory, you could pay for a person to be sort of manning the cash register up front the entire time. Which we can't even do. We would never do. There'd be never somebody sitting or standing at the cash register. Everyone's always doing something and running around. So sometimes people feel bad. Oh, I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, no, this is what we do. Yeah. We deal with it at the gym where... A barbell for us takes up seven feet worth of space. So every time we have someone in a class and they have a barbell out, it takes up seven feet and then whatever else they're doing takes up space. Right. So I, I'm, I know that's something you guys have to be dealing with that just being able to work on some of these pieces, you obviously want space to display them and then you also need space to actually work on them. Right. It just takes up a lot of space. It does. And I have people all the time that come in. I can come help you on Wednesday. The customers. Yeah. This looks so fun. You guys always have music on. You're dancing. You're singing. You're always in a good mood. Can I come and work here? I said, if I had the space, I would have tons of people doing that. But I don't. So normally we have two people outside every day. 
Now, if it's raining, they go down into the basement and they'll work on things there. But we make sure if we get a sunny day, everything that we need sanded for the week mm -hmm. is sanded on that day. So there'll be two of them outside eight hours just sanding. So the next day, if it's raining, they're downstairs priming, painting, whatever they need to do. And then we're in the classroom, the three of us. So Ellie, is, who's my sister-in-law, she does all the hand-painted items. So she'll be working on things for the shop or she'll be doing her custom orders. And then Dana and I will be doing signs. Or if there's a lot of signs to do, then I'll be in the office printing stencils or, or working on new ideas. Tuesday mornings are always like our quote day. So if somebody sent us an email about furniture, we always ask for dimensions, pictures, and then an idea of what they want it to look like. Mm -hmm. And then we will send them quotes back on Tuesdays for what it would cost to refinish. So pretty much all day Tuesday, I'm just on the computer doing emails, getting back to people. Yeah. I don't want to be doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's part of it. I know I have to do it. It is. I would rather have my hands be getting dirty, you I know? know. I joke that the longer I own the gym, the less I get to actually work out I here. Oh, right? Yeah, I think that's just, unfortunately, it's part of the nature of the beast. It and is. It's just something that, you know, there's things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And just for myself, I tend to kind of put myself sort of low on the priority list in terms of let me just try to deal with like answering emails or doing whatever I can do. And then it's always hard to find that balance. Yeah. Now, where did the whole class thing come for, for you guys? What's the origin story behind that? Well, that was just like I was saying before, the friend who had said, I have this space because yeah. people just kept asking about it. So at that point, I think we had been in the shop two months and then decided to start doing the sign painting classes. Mm -hmm. And then a friend from, gosh, that I grew up with in elementary school had messaged me, Becky from Sweet Hydrangea Floral Design, hadn't you know seen, heard from her in a really long time, but she asked me to make a custom jewelry box for her. Huge, mm -hmm. really beautiful. And then was telling me how she does floral design and then said, do you want me to come and do wreath classes? And I was like, oh my gosh, great idea. So those have all kind of come organically. The more that I've learned, because now I can make a bow, I can put together a wreath, I can do florals because I've learned from doing. So we started doing those classes. Then I have my friend Justine, who I've met. So Floral Designs by Justine. She's come. We have a live wreath class tomorrow night with succulents. So we have all of these different things that we're now incorporating into the DIY. The more comfortable that I get knowing that I can teach and not just do. But I've always been, any place that I've ever worked, I was always like the trainer right? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, Charlotte's going to train you today because she knows all the steps and she'll, you know, tell you how to do it the right way. Yeah. So that's why I love doing the classes. And I, the thing that stuck out to me about that is in terms of like a one-to-one -one business where, you know, for every one person who comes in, you're doing one piece of furniture, whatever, getting into the classes or something allows you to do more of like a one-to-many or it's, yes. a, and then you can, in theory, transfer it over to more of a digital version. And yes, we so it doesn't could. need to actually require people to go there. And then, I, I, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we had started doing DIY kits during COVID when the shop wasn't open. So I was the only one that was in the shop at that time. So again, like lost all of my help, but was still having to do almost as much stuff, if not more than I, we had been doing prior to COVID. So doing DIY kits, you come, you pick a block, you pick a stencil, and we just made videos and put them up on YouTube on how to. Yeah. So we never ended up doing the Zoom thing. We had thought about that. 
but the DIYs took off. We started doing kits for kids. So my uncle Bob was making little like a dinosaur or <laughs> like all of these things. So we would do them per season stars for Fourth of July. And those took off also. So parents were able to come and it would keep your kid busy for hours. And that's what they were looking for when the children were just home and driving them crazy when the parents are trying to work from home. And so they could pick out the paints they wanted, the animals or the block or the stencil that they wanted. And everything came in a kit with brushes and everything that you'd need. Yeah. One of the things I always like to try to talk to business owners about is just getting through the whole COVID shutdown. And when I first mentioned to my wife that I was getting you on the show, she was super excited. And we were joking about trying to have her sort of join me for this episode. But she said you did a phenomenal job. Just, I believe you were doing, was it online classes or? Gosh, we were doing whatever we could. It could make me, like, I tear up thinking about it. Because to be thrown into a situation where you've started this business, it's your whole livelihood. Your husband is working for you. So if you can't be doing this business, there's no other income and you have two children in your house and you know, all of this weight on your shoulders. Yeah. That's all I could think about. I don't have a choice but to make this work. So I just started right away. I hooked up a, my phone on a thing <laughs> and I was doing, I started doing like QVC live selling live. So every day I was setting up a wall of things like say, okay, this is the dining room. And I did little tickets. Okay, number one, these are the dimensions. This is the price. Who wants it? And people went nuts. They just started buying everything. People from Kansas. I was shipping things. People from California. Everyone started watching these lives every day at 12. And it was crazy. So they then they were picking things up curbside or I was having to ship things. So we did that. We did the kits. But that was the biggest thing that kept us going. Yeah. We got so many more. Everyone was telling their friends, okay, this is something to do. And then afterwards, when we had opened back up in June, the amount of people that came into the shop and said that that kept them going. Like me acting a fool, right? <laughs> like singing around, dancing, like doing all these things, like just made everything better for them in a time where everyone was so uncertain. And so just going on and doing this and talking and like being real and just having the connection with all of them, people that I never even met before come to the shop and, oh, Charlotte, and yes, she's, and they know everything about me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're on the Facebook TV. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebook TV thing. It's so funny. But I just did whatever we had to do. You know, my friend Justine, who had the floral business, all of her weddings canceled. So I was like, why don't we sell your flowers outside of the shop? Wouldn't that make somebody feel better? And we just set up all of these curbside pickup. You drop money in a box or you Venmo. Mm -hmm. And now you can go put flowers on somebody's front door that's feeling a little down because of everything. And then we were also, Ashley from Sweet Nelson's became a very, very good friend of mine. We started doing so many different kinds of fundraising things. So I would do a live where we were auctioning off gift certificates for local businesses to raise money for children with cancer. Or we adopted a family in the area that was in need of help. They didn't have a home. They didn't have clothes, all of these things. And people were just giving, just giving money, sending me gift certificates, Venmoing me. We were doing cookies and snacks and for nurses and people were just coming and 
like Ashley was one of the greatest things that happened to my business because now we've partnered. We actually just started an Instagram um, all up in your CT business. So where okay. we, we highlight, we just started last week. So, you know, like all up in your business, yeah. but all up in your CT business because we want to be funny because we think we are. And <laughs> so it just highlighting local businesses that we use all the time that maybe somebody hadn't heard of. And I feel like the more we support each other, the better everybody does. So that's, that's our thing. Like we just want to be kind of in it to win it and have everybody succeed. I mean, there's that whole saying, a rising tide brings up all ships. Mm-hmm. We rise by lifting others up. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for us with the podcast, obviously I want to get the members on here and sort of talk about their stories. And that's one of the things I enjoy doing. I also really enjoy these type of episodes where I can get another business owner on here. And, you know, we have, we're in the same community. Yeah. You're a few miles down the road from us. Yeah. I first heard about you very organically was that, you know, my sister would talk about how much she loved your shop and then my mother would, and then there'd be pieces of furniture that'd be showing up in the house. Yeah. And so it, it's really cool to actually start making these connections and start meeting the people that are sort of behind the veil or behind the th- yeah. you know, whatever and it the might be. Best thing is I can tell you most of the pieces that they have. Yeah. Like I know for Jerry <laughs> that we refinished a dresser that she had. We went and picked it up. Yes, you did. We did it a blue color. We really distressed it. Kelly has um, this nice hutch, right? That she got at the shop. Like, Jerry had gotten a gray piece that she put underneath this plate display that she has in mm-hmm. her kitchen. Yeah, the so plate like rack. all of these things, like that's the best thing is that now I know these people, I know their families, like I know about the dog Bob, you know, like I know about your dad. I it's like yeah. all of these things that I've always wanted kind of in my life that I didn't really get from my family, right? Like I have this new family of customers that make me a part of their life yes it becomes a connection and it's a community Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that it's one of the big benefits of the gym for us is that our mother jerry right now she goes to the grocery store she sees people that she knows Mm -hmm. and it's this whole new social circle for her in this community that she wouldn't have been able to have otherwise yeah i always love when she she's come in once maybe the past year or so but before that she was coming all the time (laughs) She'll I be, loved she'll it. Be back. I saw her and I was like, yes. I know. She uh, she didn't do This past year was very quiet for her. Oh, no, for everybody. I was joking. I bought her some books for Mother's Day recently. And she is a voracious reader. Okay. It's almost hard to find books that she hasn't read. So out of the two books I got her, one of them she had already read. So that, right. I'm batting 50%. 50%. There we go. So I'll take it. But uh, she just read a lot this past year and didn't really go out. And she's looking forward to... I think at the end of this month, she's going up to Vermont to visit her brother. Oh, nice. And um, she's excited to actually start getting out again and start being a little bit more social. I think we all are. <laughs> right? I agree. I was curious, where did the name Rustic Charm come from? Oh, this is a good one. So my husband had made an email for me, so like 20 years ago. My first name is Charlotte. My middle initial was M. And then my maiden name is Dubale. So everyone used to call me Char. So Char, M-D... So charmed without the E. Okay. So charm was one of the things that I kind of wanted in the name. Now, it took me a while to think of the name, but I was sitting there one night and all these people were throwing names out at me, oh, what, what it could be. And I said, well, what am I? What is it that I do? What is it that I like? And it just became rustic. I'm like, oh my gosh, charmed, rustic charm. Because I like the rustic feel. And then it was, okay, reclaim, revive, repurpose. And that's how it all 
just one night sitting there and being like, got to nail this down. What am I doing? Yeah. It's starting out with a blank slate. Like there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. And it's really just trying to find something that sort of sticks and resonates. Right. I think we were originally going to, gosh, I forget the name that we first started with. Mm -hmm. But once we found the space and that we saw Route 188 is Strongtown Road. And we saw that, and it was the absolute perfect name for a right? gym. Right, that's easy. So it's like, oh, okay, this makes so much sense. It's worked <laughs> out great. But before then, we were going back and forth, and I had a notebook, and it was just, there must have been 20-something different names on that, on that page of just oh, yeah. trying to figure out what do you call it. And for us, since we were a CrossFit gym, there's an affiliation thing where your name needs to be approved. And so a lot of people would just do geographic things like CrossFit Southbury or by the town. Gotcha. And I always wanted a name that would kind of be able to stand out or okay. just could sort of stand by itself. And, and I think Rustic Charmed, I didn't realize your website is Rustic Charmed House? RusticCharmHome.com. Rustic Charm Home. Rustic Charm wasn't available. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was. So we're like, oh, well, then it's another thing of what do we name the website? And it was, well, yeah. what do we do? Oh, home decor sort of thing. So, but let's not make it too lengthy. So Rustic Charm Home. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Yeah. Charlotte, I have to thank you for giving up your time to come on the show today. Normally, when I wrap up these episodes, I like to run through sort of a series of rapid-fire questions. I give them to all my guests. Okay. <laughs> and based on if you're a member of the gym and it's a little bit more CrossFit or fitness-oriented, or if you're a business owner, you kind of get two versions of the same questions. So, okay. Uh, for you, we are going to obviously do the business owner questions. Yeah, don't ask me about working out. That's not happening right now. <laughs> Look at you, Charlotte. I used to all the time. You did? Oh, yeah. I used to, yes. Did you play sports? I was an athlete. Or? Yeah, I played. I was on the boys' soccer team in high school. You're on I, the boys' I soccer team? I played softball. I played everything. <laughs> Loved it all. Basketball. And then I had kids. And you have two kids? Yeah, two boys. How old are they? Deacon is going to be 15 and Tanner's 11. Okay, that's a handful. Not too bad. Oh, my gosh. If you ever get a chance. So also on our YouTube, the girls from the shop... So I last, not this past Christmas, the one before, did a lip sync to Mariah Carey. Okay. And in a Santa costume. With the All I Want for Christmas song? All I, yeah. So then last year, I had the girls dress up as elves, and we did a whole <laughs> thing. So we love all that stuff. Yeah. Listen, you got to just live your life, have fun and be happy and enjoy. And like tomorrow we're doing a bra drive that we have a pop-up shop coming and we decided, okay, let's do this bra drive for the bra recyclers. And we have bras hanging all up in front of the shop. <laughs> Guess what? It's drawing people in and people are bringing their bras. I'm, I'm we probably have sure 200 bras right now and we haven't even had the event yet. So <laughs> just hang them up. That's our goal. Make people's houses look nice and make them feel happy. Uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. So, Charlotte, the first question I like to ask everybody is that if you had the ability to go back in time and send yourself a message when you first opened up Rustic Charm, what would that message be? It would be to be more confident in my abilities. Okay, that's a good one. Want me to keep going? Yeah, <laughs> Elaborate? Sure. Just I... What didn't you feel confident in? Well, it, it does come with experience. We start, like I said, we started in two weeks. I didn't have time to write my business plan. I didn't have time to... It was bringing the things that I liked to people and not knowing if they were going to like them or not. And I wish at that time they had been more confident to be like, okay, I do really good work. They're going to appreciate this. I see it now, but it, it took five years. 
I think back then I could have done better. You know, it took it takes a long time to make money when you start a business. We started with $5,000. We didn't have a big business plan. We didn't get a business loan. We just kind of went for it, like I had said, and, and tried to see what would happen if people would like it. So just to be more confident in what I wanted to do and that people would like that. I think that's part of any business for the most part. You just end up sort of second guessing yourself. I always used to say that I'm always my own hardest critic. Right. Because you didn't, we'd only been doing it for a little while. Right. You didn't know. <laughs> You're still watching YouTube videos to learn things. It right. wasn't like I was an expert or went to school. And I think that's the beauty of a lot of jobs nowadays where yeah. you just start your own thing. DIY, a lot of people doing the DIY stuff. You just start it and go with it and see what happens. Yeah. You got to trust yourself. And then you'll learn along the way. Right. Charlotte, next question is, what is your most memorable moment as a business owner? I have a lot of them. but Outside I would, of opening up, because that's no, not, that's that's not it. That's not it. It's, and I, I won't ever forget any of them. It's the moment where people walk in the shop for the first time and the expression on their face and what comes out of their mouths. Like, oh my God. Or they're leaving and they're like, I felt so at home here. I feel like I could stay here for hours. You guys have, this is the best atmosphere. You have so much fun. And those all stick with me. I'm actually doing a little video now where when people come in and say things like that, I kind of take a video on my phone and I'm like, what's your favorite thing about Rustic Charm? And I'm going to do little snippets because it, it like gets to me each time. I remember their faces. I, rem I remember one woman coming in one time and she like fell against the door and I was like, oh my gosh, I go running over. I'm like, are you okay? Do we need an ambulance? She's like, I just, I didn't know it was going to be this beautiful. <laughs> like I see it online, but I didn't know. And I was like, that's what's going on right now. Like I totally thought you were having some sort of medical emergency. Right. And it's just because you like the shop. So it's every time that somebody comes in that just, it's embedded for good reason, which is nice, right? No, it is. It's always special when you can see how much... It impacts people. And we're just a home decor store. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know we all love it. They feel it when they walk in. Well, it shows. You can't really hide that and you can't fake it. Right. And you guys put a, a ton of work into what you do. And it, the, the place looks, it, it looks absolutely amazing. I, I mean, just the character and the ambiance of the space and what you guys have done there is really very special. Question yesterday, me and Ellie spent the entire day rearranging the entire shop. So we moved like 30 pieces of furniture. It was so funny. I'm like, this is where I get my workout. Like whenever guys are like, oh, let me carry that. I'm like, well, how do you think I get my muscles? I have to carry this dresser. I have to carry this hutch or something like that. But we moved everything around and now it's like a whole new space again. When we first opened up the gym, my background is in landscape architecture. Okay. One of the things that always attracted me to sort of this CrossFit type model is that the gym is a big open space. It's, it's basically a flexible space that we use. And depending on the day and the workout, the space kind of changes. changes yeah. So just different ways that people can use the space. It's amazing how much of an impact furniture or for us fitness equipment can have on just sort of how people use the space and interact with it. Right. And it, it's fun to play with. Yeah, we started also doing handmade pieces of furniture because we were having people that were coming in and they couldn't find what they wanted somewhere else, certain dimensions. So that's another thing where we've been like flexible in that area. If you come in and you see something, you're like, oh, I wanted a console table, but I needed it. You know, these are the dimensions mm -hmm. that I needed. This is the color, that sort of thing. Um, so we've worked that into what we're doing also now at the new shop. 
Yeah. Has there been anything that over the years you guys have said, we're not doing this anymore? The only thing I have to say no to is going to people's homes and doing things. That That's a question that people ask a lot. Oh, can you do my kitchen cabinets or something like that? And there, there's just not the time. Oh, like home, literally home. Going room. into yeah, homes okay. and like say it's a ginormous hutch that like we never would have been able to move. Oh, can you paint it in my home? Can you do something here? Can you? Okay. So those sorts of things I have to say no to, but maybe in the future it's something that I would be able to say yes to. Okay. I always tell people when they walk in and they ask something, I'm like, unless you want me to put an engine in a car, we pretty much say yes and, and do it. There may be things that were like, oh, that was a pain in the butt or that took longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. But then you work out how to do it better next time. Yeah. Charlotte, next question. Do it. Is what is something that's touching on a little bit, maybe kind of the inverse. What is something that when you first started, you never thought you'd be able to do that you were now able to do? Probably helping people and not just through making their house look nice. All of the fundraising that we do, we, the classes, a lot of the times we're doing fundraisers for the school, for different charities, dog rescues. We give a percentage back. So we try to do that now that we're starting classes back up again. Actually, tonight is the first real one back. It's exciting. Yeah. So we give 15% of each class. We'll go back to, you know, whatever charity there is. I've always wanted to be somebody who gave back, but I think before I had my business, I didn't know how. But now that I have a following and all these people that see what we're doing and they want to kind of, oh, thank you so much for doing this. I wanted to, but I didn't know how or you know, you made it easy for me to give sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that makes me feel good to give. And then it makes everybody else feel good to give also. So it's one of the things that I'm so thankful for with starting the business that I'm able to do all that now. That's a great answer. Yeah. It's the truth, dude. It's the truth, dude. <laughs> I like it. Okay, Charlotte. I have to tell you, I didn't even really look over your questions. Okay, because I'm not good at I'm not good at that. I have to just be like on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing great. Thanks. So, this one's going to be a curveball. Uh oh. And in the gym, I think it has a little bit more applicability. And for the business owners, it's always a little bit different. So, um, are there any common myths that you often hear that you wish you could debunk? Oh, you have a business. You must make a lot of money. Yes, obviously. Always, people are always like, "Oh, you have your own business." Yeah, and. We've just started where we were able to get our roof done this year. Yeah. It's the first thing we've done to our home in the 20 years we've been there. So, oh, you have a business. You can give this or you can do this. And I love to do that stuff. And I will I will give. I will give more than anyone. <laughs> like thousands of dollars to nurses during COVID, just Venmoing and being like, go get snacks or mm-hmm. get yourself a coffee or that sort of thing. But previous to this, there were times when I was in the other shop where I was like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to, and people are coming in and they're asking and asking and asking people I don't even know. And I was like, I can't give to you right now. I don't even know how I'm feeding my kids this week, sort of thing. Now that we're doing better and we have more of a following, I'm trying to give more, obviously. But it's always, oh, you have a business. You make a lot of money. Yeah, I drove a 2008 Equinox up until like a month ago that the tires were flat and all these, because I was like, I don't need. A fancy car. I just need something that runs. But it got to the point where I was trying to fill up the tires every day and doing all these things. And I was like, you know what? Treat yourself. So now I have another Equinox. It's newer. And I feel like I'm so spoiled. 
It's a 2018. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a little camera. And I, when I back up, I can see what's behind me. Or yeah. like, I got a heated seat. And I feel so spoiled because those things don't mean anything to me, really. You know, it's no money here. Not yet. <laughs> I think one of the things that, you know, obviously you can relate to this. I, I used to joke, I'm like, yo, the gym makes money by basically just moving around. Yeah. You know, by the time expenses, we, we my expenses and are all the bills insane. and everything yeah. else, it adds up really quick. Mm-hmm. So I had someone that came into the shop probably two weeks ago. And we have these birdhouses that are on stakes that we had made in, in Pennsylvania. And a couple different, like I went through my distributor and then they got the stakes and then they brought them to Pennsylvania. So I'm paying the distributor. They're paying the guys mm-hmm. in, you know, Amish country that are making these things. So I don't make much of a profit off of those things, but I like them and I, I want to have them available. Well, the guy pulled in and was like, oh, well, if I get a bunch of these, what, what can you do for me? I'm like, I can do what's on the tag. Yeah. That's the price that I can do. So a lot of the times I just say no and then I... Be quiet. Yeah. Oh, can you do better on this? No. And you know what? 99% of the time, they still get it. Well, and you know, if they went to Pier 1, they would never ask that question. Exactly. And I'm putting in more time and effort and it's better quality things. Right. Like we've spent eight hours like refinishing that piece of furniture that you want to buy for $100. Right. But if you went down the road... You know, and or went to Bob's, that'd be an $800 dresser. I've never charged that for, and right. you know, I want to always keep, and that's why we refinish things mostly, is I want to be able to keep my prices in a range where anyone can come and buy things there. So even if you came in and you're like, oh, that sign's $55, it's a 20 by 20, I'm like, I only want to spend 35. Okay, so we'll now make it a 12 by 12 for you. And that's why we do custom things so that anyone can can buy our items. I totally get that. I think one of the things that's great that you guys do is that I love that you're able to look at something from a different angle or a different lens in terms of that it's not just it's not just old and should be tossed in a dumpster, that you can bring new life to whatever that object is. Oh, yeah. And we see that right away. If there's something, oh, my gosh, we could turn that into a cabinet. Or my, I just got some shutters the other day that I bought. I have a couple of people that do estate cleanouts. So he was like, oh, do you want these shutters? Yep. I'm going to have my husband make shelves, bookshelves mm-hmm. out of them. So that's the f- most fun yeah. is finding those things where you can make it into something else. Barn wood that he just cut down, I made into mason jar sconces. Do you keep a notebook or anything to keep track of these ideas? No. It's all up here. It's all. <laughs> okay. You should keep a notebook. Everything else might not be up there, right. right? I have notebooks for everything else, but when there are ideas, they they stick there. I know. I I've been trying to be better about writing down some of my ideas because a lot of them tend to be fleeting. Mm-hmm. If there's an idea that comes, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. And then I'll drive to work and I'm like, what was I thinking about? Well, I now keep a notebook in my car, right? So if I'm heading home and I know I have to stop at the grocery store to pick up something for dinner or whatever, I get to the grocery store, I write it down. I have a notebook beside my bed because there are times I wake up right first thing in the morning and I'm like, oh, and I, I just write everything down. Right. Tons of notebooks everywhere. It helps. Mm-hmm. I said I really need an assistant, somebody that just follows me around and I can just spew. Like there are times at the shop where I'm like, listen, everybody just listen to me today and just write everything down because I have so many things in my head yeah. that we need to start doing. Just everyone play catch. Really? Yeah. Charlotte, the last question is that we spoke a little bit about sort of what brought you to first start Rustic Charm. What keeps you motivated going back? This is now, I guess, five years later for you. New ideas. Like I always want to be fresh and creative and kind of ahead of the game. 
So there are times where we make something and then a year later, I'm like, oh, Hobby Lobby is now making that sort of thing. Like I always want to do things that are different and keep people kind of in awe of like, oh my gosh, they thought to do that. So that's my motivation is to just make everybody happy and and want these things and love to look at them every day Yeah, in their homes. I think that's probably the whole magic behind it too. I, I love when you guys do the carousel before and after. Oh yeah. Photos in mm-hmm. terms of this is what it was and this is what it is now. Yeah. That desk the other day, I don't know if you saw that. Was it two days ago that somebody brought and she's like, oh, I want it white distress. I want the top stained. And I was like, Ooh, this thing. I don't know, but we're, you know, we'll try our best. Oh, I want glass knobs. So once you start taking it apart, right, and then sanding it down and you see what's really underneath all of the other stuff that was put on it. For me, when I was younger, I used to like to clean. So instead of babysitting, like a lot of the teenagers were doing, I cleaned people's houses. Okay. I just liked putting things where they're supposed to be being organized, cleaning. It's almost like cleaning the piece of furniture and then making it look fresh, Right. Instead of being like a dark brown wood. There's a self-satisfaction or rewarding process of it. When you're done, you see the the finished product. It's clean now. Yeah. And that's very satisfying. I used to take the garbage out and then my husband would put something in the garbage and I'm like, you just made the garbage dirty. What are you doing? (laughs) But we're all like that. We're all motivated to do new things. We are. And just be crafty and it just makes you feel good. It does. And it keeps it fun. Absolutely fun. Yeah. That's the most important thing is that you enjoy doing it and that it's fun and that it doesn't get boring. And mm-hmm. Like you never know what you're going to find when you come in the shop. There's sometimes we have like kid and play on or like bust a move and we're, we're all having like a little dance party and people are like, I want to work here. This one guy came in with his wife and he's like, I will never forget that song <laughs> because we were all like jamming out. So we have fun. We work really hard, but it's important to have fun and enjoy it too. It's very important. Charlotte, I mentioned your website before. You guys are Rustic Charmed House. RusticCharmHome.com. RusticCharmHome.com. And then we are all over social media. So we have our Instagram page. We have a Facebook page. Now, is your Instagram, is it just you? Because there's Charmed 77, I think. Charmed 77 is my Instagram page. Okay. Then Sweet Nelson. So Ashley and I started all up in your CT business. That's okay. a new Instagram page where we're just highlighting our favorite local businesses and just bringing awareness to the businesses that are around that maybe people haven't been to. Um, because why not? We love them. Like, hopefully you'll right. love them too, right? Because we just know so many different people. So also what's going to happen is the girls that work are with us or you know, Ashley's sister, everyone goes to these other businesses that maybe I didn't know about. So they're also going to highlight ones that they know about. And we're just going to put it any place we know in Connecticut, like you're going to be on our Instagram. I like it. And then we have the Rustic Charm Garage page. Okay. That's all of our inventory that can be refinished for you and to your liking. So we have that on Facebook and Instagram. Like what else do I have? I have email. I I always say, I'm like, there's 10 different ways you can contact me. You mentioned there's your Instagram, Charm77. That's your personal one. That's the business. That's the business one. The business one, yeah. Okay. I think that was the confusion I had. Okay. And then there's the Rustic Charm Garage. Yes. And that's the inventory one. Yeah. It's just, and then there's all up in your CT business. All up in your CT business. That's our our new Instagram. And that's the new one. Yep. So, okay. I'll keep you busy. Yeah. And then we have couple of Facebook pages, and then everything kind of feeds right onto the website, rusticchermhome.com. So you can always just check out there. 
And if you click on, you know, the little Facebook logo or Instagram logo, and it brings you right to all those pages. Like and there's information about your classes on there. Class information is there. Right now, what we're doing, if you'd like to do a private class, give us a call. Our specialty classes, we are having it where you can just book it right on, through the calendar. And there's a spot that says specialty classes, and you can check those out. I think our wreath, spring wreath class is filled up. But we'll have more classes. I, I think May were pretty filled up. But June, we'll have different classes going on. And then the sign classes. I'm kind of just doing it by groups, by table. Okay. So you just call or email, and we'll get you in to make some signs. I like it. Yeah. Charlotte, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And it's my first time. <laughs> you, did, you did great. <laughs> thank you. I told you I'm a talker. <laughs> this was good. Charlotte, thank you. And hopefully, we'll see you all soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to another episode of Strongtown Talks. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave us a rating or review. We are always grateful for any feedback we get. 